Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Amen. So the title of my message tonight is Brain Train, Meditating on His Truth, okay? Now, the, the basis for this is in Philippians, and when I was just reading through Philippians this week, um, it really challenged me to the core, really challenged me to the fact that, you know, how much do I know my word? How much do I believe my word? How much do I absolutely cling on to what the word of God, what God says for my life? I don't know if you're like that, but um, for me, I love to ask questions, um, and sometimes if I get the right answers, then fabulous, but sometimes I have to do a bit of digging to get the right answers, so I'm going to allow us to, to dig tonight, okay? So this series that we're speaking about is Proven God, and um, you know, just flicking through Philippians, the, the core of Philippians, if I, if I um, go over it very, very uh, briefly in a number of words, it speaks about faith in God. It speaks about pursuing and growing in holiness, and it speaks about dynamic devotion to God. Now, for me, I love speaking about faith. It really just puts something on the inside of me that I just want to download to every single person who is listening to this in podcast, who is here in this room, and who is just involved in building the kingdom of God, because... Honestly, by faith, we said it tonight, it's the currency of heaven. It is the language that God operates in. And if we can join our hearts together, not by just agreement, but by faith, God will use that and we can do a great and mighty work. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I, um, when I went to school, it was many years ago, many years ago, and uh, I actually loved going to school. Give us a show of hands if you love going to school. <laughs> there is a few people... I love going to school. You know, you get up early in the morning, you get up early in the morning, you would go to your class, you'd hang about with your friends, you would do your lunch, you would learn some stuff. But there was a purpose to going to school. There was a purpose. You were there to learn. You were there to spend time and take on board the things that would um, allow you to apply that to to your later uh, years. So the thing for me tonight is I want to download to you about this brain train. Now, if I think about brain train, you know, you see these kind of computer games, these gadgets, and some of them, I don't know, like you, but I I was kind of hooked on a stupid game for a while. This is Confessions again of a pastor. And honestly, whatever it was called, what was that game called? Crossy Road. Who liked Crossy Road? Honestly, my goodness, I hate it now with a passion. I really do. And the reason that I hate it, okay... It's because I was wasting my time. I was not building myself up. And if you know me, I want to be doing stuff that's productive. I want to be building stuff. And for, for about three months, I would say I was on that crossy road. And my high score, my high score was 800 and something. And Josh was like, that's fabulous, Dad. So thanks for the praise, son. But there's a purpose for us, okay? There's a purpose in everything we do. So whether you train your brain or whether you waste your time, you can choose to do that. It's your option. And I remember um, one of the messages that uh, one of our good friends spoke at a few years back, and he said, you know, only with God, you know, if you consider all of your time, you have about 9,000 hours of life to consider how you will spend it. 
Okay? So take away eating, take away your work, take away all these sorts of things. You only have about 9,000 9, man hours to consider. So we have to spend our time wisely. So how are you spending your time? What are you doing? Are you exercising like me? Are you eating <laughs> healthily like me? Are you doing these things or are you maybe not doing these things? Here's some other things. Are you meditating on the Word of God? That's what I'm speaking about tonight. Are you spending time in the Word of God? Are you clothing yourself? Are you taking on board everything that God has got for you in that Word? Because there's life in that Word. There's, there's, absolutely, there's absolutely food that you need that will nourish your, your very bones in that Word. Here's another thing. If we're spending time looking at the wrong things, if we're on the internet um, doing what we're doing, knowing fine that we shouldn't be doing it, and there's a conviction going off on the inside of you, I challenge you tonight. Let's change these things and let's address them. Amen? And the very last thing, all of this, it's all about strengthening our faith because God wants us not to be weak, lily-livered Christians, but he wants us to be strong and full of faith. Can I hear amen? Amen. Amen. So we're speaking on the faith in God tonight. Now, for Ruth and I, we have been through some highs, we've been through some lows, and I just want to share you one of the things that we really trusted God in many, many years ago, and it was to do with, um, we were actually, before we were married, we um, decided that we wanted to buy a house. I do not know how you agreed me to do that, or I agreed to do that, because we weren't even married. <laughs> You're a wise woman. So we, we, decided, we decided that we wanted to buy a home, so this would have been about eight or nine months, even before our wedding day. And we wanted to just get that home set up so that we could just launch off and go and do the things that we wanted to do. Now, I don't know about you, but when you're just straight out of university, you've got not very much money in your pocket. You're staying with your mother and your father. <laughs> your, um, your fiancé is uh, probably paying a, a rent that's through the roof to a, to, a, to a place around the corner. There's just no opportunity to save. And I remember Ruth and I, when we were just believing God, trusting God, that he would just help us. Ever been there? that God would just come through and break through. And do you know what I, I, I remember about that situation? I don't remember asking and asking and asking and asking for God to break through. I just remember it happening like that. I just remember God impacting our lives. So Ruth and I, we stood in agreement probably 14, 15 years ago that God would give us a home. And he actually gave us more than a home. So what we did was, we, I think we got a phone call from someone and they said there's a new development going up just on the west side of town and um, what you really need to do is you really need to go and see this, this, um, this home. Now, it was actually a flat. It was a show flat. <laughs> now this show flat was lovely, okay? It really was. And you know, if you've never had your own home before, and Ruth and I hadn't, we're kind of like, oh, this is really, really, really nice. So as you do, you go in, you put the deposit down, you say, I'll take it, £500 deposit, and it's yours in whatever time. I think it was the December we moved in. Now, who knows that God never is moved by timelines? Yeah. yeah? He is never moved by timelines because in our walk with God, God is asking that we would cling on to him. He's asking that we would walk every day with him. Yeah. And when we were believing God, in the back of our minds, I remember Ruth saying to her mum and dad, yeah, come and stay in the flat. It'll be there. It'll be ready for us in December. So this was the November, I think, um, when, when everything kind of went through with the deal. So there's a timing that God has for our lives. And I remember when the mum and the dad, they arrived and they walked into the beautiful new home and it was like, 
praise God, bless God. And we have to thank God. We really have to thank God for the things that he has given us. But not only for the things, but the fact that he has great plans and great purposes for us. So for us at that time, you know, money was tight. You're believing God that he's going to bring houses into your price realm. Ever been there? I think I'm there again, Ruth. Bring him prices into our price realm, uh, prices of homes into our price realm. But God is faithful to his word. And I remember us believing that this home that we moved into would be fully furnished. And guess what? It was fully furnished. Did we write it down in a bit of paper? I believe we did. Because why? We didn't have any, any money to, to hand uh, over for these sorts of things. You know, we didn't have money for furniture. We didn't have money for, I don't know what else. But anyway, we didn't have it. And that's where God comes through. Yeah. Now, the spanner in the works was the mother-in-law. <laughs> the mother-in-law came to stay. Now, bear in mind that we have just asked God for a home. He's given us a beautiful, furnished home. The mother-in-law came to stay. The father bought us a very nice toaster. It was plastic. And after um, the mother-in-law came to stay, she put a piece of bread into the toaster, uh, decided to go off for a shower, and when she came back, the, uh, the fire alarm or the smoke detector was going off. And guess what? My lovely new furnished home was ablaze. <laughs> it was ablaze, and it was not looking good. <laughs> it was not looking good. Now, I don't know if you have ever experienced fire, but fire causes damage, it causes destruction, it causes a mess. And even some of the precious things that, that we had during our, um, our wedding day gifts and things like this, all gone, all wiped out. And uh, I just want to say, praise God for insurance. <laughs> I really want to say praise God for insurance because, do you know, things will happen in our lives that we have to react to. And in that situation, you have to make sure that you're covered both naturally as well as supernaturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always want to make sure I'm covered in insurance. <laughs> I always want to make sure that I'm covered with my God because actually things come up and we have to address them as they do. Yeah. But coming back to my lovely mother-in-law, she is an amazing, amazing mother, eh, mother-in-law. She came, she destroyed my home with fire. <laughs> she made sure that just one click of that toaster and uh, the, the, the toaster melted, the fridge started to melt, the, the kettle disappeared, it's no longer with us. Um, and like I say, a lot of precious things that we were given as gifts, all lost. And I remind my mother-in-law of this to this very day. Now again, this is where the miracle comes in, okay? Because you expect to pay insurance and you expect to be covered. I want to tell you, our coverage was good. Our coverage replaced old, which was very new. For new. So we had to, unfortunately, stay in a really fancy hotel for, what, two nights? We had to stay in a fully paid accommodation for about three months till the home was fixed. And then Ruth had to go down and spend all the insurance money in Glasgow on designer clothes and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> so you can see how I'm standing here and I'm not really feeling hard done by. So I have to say thank you, Dad, and I have to say thank you to my mother-in-law. But the reason I tell you this story is we have to have faith in God. We have to have faith that God can move in any and all situations. And that means sometimes we have to actually jump up beyond where we can get to and bunch and, and, and burst through that roof. You know, I remember reading a book by John Maxwell and he said uh, one of the first laws was the law of the lid. And the law of the lid is basically you will remain where you are at unless you bunch through 
that lid, you will have to bunch through it. I want to tell you, there is nothing that your God cannot do with you. And I'm not just saying this for the sake of catching attention. I am here to remind you that God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He knows your life. He is in command of every single thing that you are believing Him for. And He is with you. He is with you. You know, there's people that go ahead of us, and those people are called prophets. I love people, of, men of God, who, who, who send the word. They say, I have seen something, and it comes to pass. This son here of mine, he is a man who has been prophesied. There was a gentleman come through. His name was Rob Smiley. And without even knowing that we had come through a flat fire, he spoke the word, and he said, out of the ashes will come new life. Within nine, ten months, this son of mine was born. I want to tell you, there's men of God that go before us and they lead the way. They show us the way and they illuminate things because, do you know what? Maybe we're not always ready for the things that we think we're ready for. I want to say, Josh, I'm ready for you, son. I also want to remind you tonight that there's an enemy in your life. Okay? There is the good, there is God who is with you, but there's an enemy who does not have the best for you. And I just want to remind you that you can take him out at any time. And it's by faith in God. It's not by magical words. It's not by even the, 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 the positive confession. But when you claim the name of Jesus Christ, every single principality and power has to bow its knee. Amen. So that's my introduction. Hope that went really well. So action. We need to have faith in God. And faith in God is one of these truths. It's a truth that you kind of cling on to. You know, if I didn't have my God, if I didn't have my God, what would I be hanging on to? I would, I would be, I'd be nothing. I wouldn't be the person that I am here today. Because God, he puts people in place and he gives promotion in their due season. So it's a process that we need to apply to our everyday lives. You know, if I didn't have my breakfast every morning... I would not be able to sustain in my day. If I did not have my lunch every day, I would, I, I, you know, I'm going to be hungry, I'm going to be starving. And it's the same with getting faith in our lives. We need to have faith in God. We need to absolutely trust that God is in absolute command of our lives. And the effect of doing this is very visible. What happens? God, he comes alongside us and he walks with us. So when we have to make easy decisions, he's there. When we have to make very difficult decisions... We take a little bit of time, and he's there. But actually, God is always with us. So there's a man in the Bible that we're going to speak about, and his name is Paul. And, you know, when I was thinking about just the, the character that I was going to share today, I thought about Paul because Paul, you know, without even really thinking about it, he's actually one of my heroes. Because he's a man who, he's a man who wanted to kill Christians. Okay, Now, I do not want to kill Christians, but he's a man who, after encountering Almighty God, he encountered Jesus Christ, he was then able to go and do remarkable things. And actually, he's spoken about in the Bible so many different ways that actually across the New Testament, he is one of the most predominant writers of that book. So when I think about Paul, he's a man that, that I really want to consider. So here's Paul. He was born in Tarsus, which is uh, in Turkey, I understand. He was trained by um, someone in Jerusalem called Gamil. hope I've said that correctly. And this guy, excuse me, he was honourable and he was a reputable rabbi. So basically, he was a teacher. But unfortunately, this guy, for some reason, Paul, or sorry, Saul, 
he hated Christians. Now, I have to think about that. Why would someone hate Christians? And I have to think that this guy did not really know God. This guy was not in relationship with God as much as he was a very devout person, I read in the Bible. So this guy had some issues. Yeah? He had some issues. He wanted to kill people like you and he wanted to kill people like me. But this is where God steps in. God steps in and says, I'm going to send my son Jesus. There is no higher authority. So this guy, Saul, he is in trouble because he is confronted on the road to Damascus and he is confronted, he is confronted with Jesus. Now, he doesn't even know Jesus, but he addresses him, Lord. He knows fine who is stood in front of him. And actually, we need to remind ourselves that God is stood in front of us. He is at our side. You know, it says in the Bible that we have angels guarding us. We have angels watching over us and protecting us. But actually, if you've got Jesus Christ with you on your side, you've got nothing to worry about. It's like you've got the biggest coverage that you can imagine. Now, unfortunately, Paul, after he got saved, he was imprisoned. He went on uh, on the good side, he went on some missionary trips because he wanted to spread the word. And, you know, that's what we're doing today. We're spreading the gospel. We're spreading this Jesus Christ because, you know, Jesus Christ, he has to be spoken. He has to be told to the world because people need to know that he is the only answer for their lives. Can I hear an amen? amen. So that's a truth in itself. So here's the thing about truth. Truth is a quality. It's a state of being true or truthful. Sounds really easy, doesn't it? Quality or state of being true or truthful. So here's what Winston Churchill said. He said, men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as it's nothing, as if nothing ever happened. Or here's what Albert Einstein said. He said, whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. So the truth I give you today is let's have faith in God. Let's be so courageous and so determined to have faith in God that it lifts our spirits and when we walk along the road we're giving everyone high fives. We're encouraging each other. We're believing that God is moving in your lives. By the way, Anna, well done that you won that next factor. Praise God. God is with us. He is with us. And when you know that you have God with you, you can do all things. So here's some things for you, okay? A couple of points. God knows the beginning from the end. And because he knows the beginning from the end, I can trust him. It says in Revelation 1 verse 8, and it says in the New Living Translation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, says the Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty God. So if I know who God is, and I am in God, I am covered. I have got no issues at all. You know, all hell can break out against me, and it does, and I can resist, because I have Almighty God in my life. So have faith in God. Philippians 2, verse 3 to 9, it says in the New Living Translation, if you want to bring that up. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. 
it's all about him it's all about Jesus Christ it's not about Brian Taylor it's not about you it's not about whoever it's about Jesus Christ and him being glorified here's another verse for you in Psalms 119 verse 105 so well known it says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path so if this is my bible and i am reading it every single day and i'm understanding it and i'm applying it then guess what i'm going to be favored i'm going to be doing the exact things that god's called me to be i'm going to be in the exact place that god has called me to be and it's no mistake that we're here for right now such a time as this so put yourself in a position where you have faith in god what's happening in your life are you trusting God for exam results? So oh, I've gone through my exams. God, please give me an A. <laughs> eh? It's a little bit late now, eh? <laughs> Hopefully you've done the work. Hopefully you've done the work and you're going to get the results that you have earned. <laughs> but we have to earn these things, yeah? So put your faith in God. Yeah. God wants you totally and 100% committed yeah. to him. Yeah. We have to be aware of the season that we're in. I don't know about you, but, you know, the season that I am in, I am in absolute faith that God is going to give us a brand new house, Ruth. Do you stand with me? Now, I say this not to encourage you, but to encourage her and to encourage me. (laughs) Because I need God to move. Why? Because we want to be in such a place that we are listening to God, we're hearing what God has got for our lives, and that we are not disconnected in any way. Because actually, like I said before, there's an enemy who goes about like a roaring lion, and he wants to distract us. He doesn't want us to be punching through these roofs that God has got, that, that, that is over our lives. God has got limitless um, space above us. But we need to make sure that we know the season we're in. So your season, what season are you in just now? Are you in a season of training? Are you in a season of health? Are you in a season of financial breakthrough? Are you in a season of you're, you're believing God for miracles in your life, whatever they may be? Maybe they be salvation. What season are you in? Because if you know the season you're in, you know what God is going to do to get you out of that. Amen? Because there's always a plan with God. Andrew uh, stole my verse this morning. Um, he said in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and depart from evil and it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones trust in the lord it's simple and look at all the benefits that happen so will you trust in the lord today i'm sure you are and i'm sure you will here's the next point We need to be purposeful in our prayer. Like we said, what an amazing prayer night we had tonight. And there's another one coming on Friday this this coming week. But we need to position ourselves. We need to position ourselves that, that we are exactly where God has called us to be. And it says in Philippians 4, 6 to 9, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you you know that verse six it says tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done 
It doesn't say, tell God what you need and he'll give it to you. Yeah. I was a little bit bummed when I, uh, when, I, when I read that. I was like, oh, can I not just ask and I get? But it says here, and thank him for what he's done. Yeah. Why does he say thank him for what he's done? Because we want to remind him that God, you've helped me here. God, you have helped me here. And I am trusting you because you have helped me here. You will help me in this new situation. Which means that God knows everything about us. We need to also hold on to holiness. You know, when I think about holiness, I remember as a young Christian thinking, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm really, really, really good. I don't do any bad. I don't do any wrong. I don't sin. I don't, I don't steal. I don't kill. I don't do whatever. <laughs> But actually, I wasn't good. You know, at 14 or 15 years of age, when I, when I did say yes to Jesus Christ, I'd have been doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. Whatever that was, I, I can't remember just now. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember just now. <laughs> I remember my brothers and sisters would say, you're like the goody two-shoes, you never do anything wrong. But actually, it says every single one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So whether you think you're doing good or whether you think that you're not, can I just say to you, in love... Yeah, you're not good. <laughs> so we need to lay on to, ho- um, to holiness. It's one of the, the keys that is going to get us to where God needs us to be. So in Philippians 1, verse 6 and 7, my time is nearly gone. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just it is right for me to think of this, of you all because I have you in my heart and as much as both in my chains and defense and confirmation of the gospel you are all partakers of this by of grace every single one of us are in this place we're all the same we're all here because of the grace of God not because you're good not because you've passed any exams but this is about God and him saying I love you my sister I love you my brother I love you And because I love you, I have made a way for you to spend absolutely eternity with me. So we need to allow holy living to be our catapult that launches breakthrough in your life and position you for blessing from God. Which means that catapult can allow us to bunch through these lids. Are you with me? Can you bunch through the lids that you have in your life? You maybe don't even realise that you have them. But will you bunch them through and will you allow the Holy Spirit to charge you, to even challenge you? That actually where you are is no longer acceptable. Where you need to be is where God has got you to be. And I really challenge you. I stand with you. We as leaders in this church, we as um, congregational pastors, we as leaders, we as senior pastors, we stand with you because we want you to bunch through these limits that would try and stop and restrict everything in your life. So God wants to breathe life into your situation tonight. He wants to impact your very belief system. You know, we have had so much teaching from various ministers who come through the church, even our senior pastors, but now is the time to apply the word. Now is the time to apply faith in action. Now it is time to push every single barrier that would try and stop you. And I know I'm repeating myself, but we need to remind ourselves, we need to shift stuff. We have to move stuff because God is at work. And he's at work because he's got a plan. He wants to see Aberdeen saved. He wants to see the northeast of Scotland saved. He wants to see Scotland saved. And this is our local area. You are in it and I am in it so we can join together and achieve, achieve much. So here's the thing. Faith in God allows access for God's provision if you're li- in your life. So if you're not having faith in God, 
forget it. If you're not having faith in God, then forget it. Because it's just under your own strength. You can do nothing, and I mean that in love. You can do nothing, because it's only in Jesus Christ that we can achieve great, great and mighty things. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.